Fucking hell. Well, we're back. It's been a few weeks. Uh, we've all been fucking murdered with COVID. Uh, there's been nothing else that we could or couldn't do lately. Um, well, I've got a fuck throat because we had a staff night out on Monday where we all went to Cozy Joe's. Murdered the karaoke if anybody who's seen the little buildings Instagram. What a fucking car crash. <laughs> um, but, you know, Christmas and all that. Uh, so this is a special episode of the podcast with fucking Stu and Jamie from Biker Grave Bookings who've been murdering the local scene industry, whatever you want to call it, for the past fucking what, 10 years, perhaps? Too long. Too long. Far too long. <laughs> too long, so I'm going to hand it over to you two. Stu, how are you doing? I'm mint. Um, I'm just just thinking about the industry not the scene anymore. Not the scene, the industry. Just, uh, just industry. the industry. It's paying you wages. Uh, yeah. It's an industry. Uh, just industry. after the, the long discussion that we've just had. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, how are you doing? Uh, just, uh, apart from standard midweek existential dreads, uh, fine. Good, 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 good. Well, tell you what, we'll get back to Pat in a minute. We're going to give you some coffin mulch, and this is Live Again. <laughs>
That was Slime Lord with Dave Triffords. How the fuck did his book goes to? Coffin Mulch Slime Lord. Where do the names come from? You know what I mean? Like, not even just the names, but like, how do they fucking write them in twigs and that? Like, it, it's, it's fucking mad. Like, when you see these posters, it's like those magic eye. I mean, I used to get when the kid. I mean, I love it now. It's class act and stuff. I've sussed it now. It's took us fucking long enough. I mean, the band names, you'd have to ask the bands. Can't have a deal with us. Fucking hard reading, fair enough. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, Coffin Mulch is a couple of guys that I know, like from back in the day, like doing DIY grindcore and stuff like that. Like, uh, singer Ali runs At War with False Noise, which is like a label. He's put out like over 100 releases of noise, grindcore, like fucking stoner, like everything. He's just puts out loads of class stuff but he's he's always like properly probably he's had like the kind of DIY ethics when he's done it as well like he, he and he takes pride in what he does he's the releases that he puts out are like spot on like he invests in what he actually does so like the quality of the actual materials that we get um Dave like the guitar player he's played in loads of grindcore bands and stuff like so I've known them for ages um and then Slime Lord is the guys from Cryptic Shift it's like three of them I think it is isn't it Jamie uh, yes, Ryan, John, and Xander. Yeah, so we we put cryptic shift load and that, and we keep in touch with it. Uh, well, personally, I keep in touch with Ryan because he, mm. he he promotes a boom in Leeds, and uh, he helps us out with shows in Manchester and stuff as well. Um, so we're kind of friends with them. That's mainly where that that show came from. That's that's class. I mean, mm. are these going like right back to the naughty days and beyond that? Uh, yeah. Definitely, yes. Um, Cryptic Shift played the Northy, didn't they? Back in the day. <laughs> I'm trying to think when. Uh, I, I know um, John, um, he's played before uh, when he used to be in the thrash band called Exiles. Um, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And that's how we made like that uh, sort of first association with him. Um, Cryptic Shift, I'm, 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 I'm trying to remember, actually, but yeah, yeah, I'd be very surprised if they didn't play the Northy because, I mean, every, every fucking underground metal band <laughs> played the Northy like, uh, between... Was it which which fucking year? So it was like two thousand nine to when 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 did it close its doors? Like to to likes of us was two thousand fifteen, sixteen or something? Was it? Must be sixteen something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was was something. It was something like that. Yeah. But I I I didn't coffin mulch like I've I've just I've known Dave and Al for years, but like through other things like Mm -hmm. uh, Al actually released my old band on his label on a tape with the. Culver, who were they were another local like noise band, um. So that's kind of I was involved in that scene like don't know, ten or eleven years, but probably longer than that actually. But we just kind of like kept in touch and stuff. We always kind of like watch out projects and stuff that we were doing, mm-hmm. um. And I put out Dave's old band, Corrupted Humanity, um. They did a split seven inch with Unholy Grave, which I helped them release, um. But it's just that. That DIY network, you know what I mean? Like the underground stuff, everybody kind of yeah. knows each other. It's fucking class, I mean, because when, when Dickhead here started getting involved, rocking up with his Guns N' Roses t-shirt on, <laughs> thinking he was metal, <laughs> and he had about all these fucking mad bands playing the naughty and that, you know, and like fucking pig squealing contests, and you saw me the likes of you <laughs> lot, you're like, I know fucking, fucking nice. I know fucking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got a fucking clue. And, um, you know, like, I mean, because you, Bike a Grave as a promotion wasn't, uh, a thing is so it was like obviously you had Bike a Grave Festival before that uh, before Bike a Grave as a whole you all got together through yeah. separate uh, yeah yeah that's right so whatnot, you know? from my memory the first Bike a Grave Festival was 2013 uh, and we as a group 
because you know we've all been part of like individual kind of um uh promo groups and you know we've all sort of like helped each other out but great better great bookings as an entity didn't officially exist until i dare say it would have been 2018 wasn't that long or was it, it tw- or was it 2019 well it was whenever northern darkness failed no, no, so so I'm saying like when 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 we sort of first booked shows it under the name Bite of Great Bookings, I think it was 2018. Um, but before then, uh, you had Bro UK, uh, Lee had Disgrace of the Scene, yeah. uh, James had um, Omega, Omega Warfare. Warfare. Uh, I was actually the odd one out in that um, I didn't actually have my own thing. It was just more like um, you know, uh, a couple weeks ahead of the show there. Oh, Jamie, do you fancy losing your money on this? <laughs> uh, I, I need, need fucking bother, mate. Like, um, do, do you want us to cook for the bands as well, just so that like uh, I don't get <laughs> ass like on the day either? Like, oh, actually, yeah. Could could you do that, please? So it's like, yeah, and that's that's how I kind of got there, uh, dragged into all this sort of shit. Mm. <laughs> but I, I've got to give you credit before before we, we do crack on further with, with the music. We're not going to crack on straight with the music. We're still, we're still going to talk shit. Like, but credit where it's due. You know, when it all came together. Like, I didn't get I didn't get to many gigs because obviously I'm here or I'm fucking there or I'm being dad or Dean, whatever, you know what I mean? It's It's been class to see how it's built and built and built. And you see these posts about how there's no alternative scene in Newcastle. These have been fucking Dean it forever. What a fucking load of bollocks. <laughs> you know, like... It, I mean, it's like, my, 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 my first gig was, like, 19 years ago, Jesus which is insane Christ. when yeah. you think about it. But, like, I think a lot of the time was just... Newcastle, well, I guess it's like most scenes goes. It has its ups and downs and stuff, and we went through some amazing times. Like we had loads of class hardcore gigs where the turnouts were crazy. Like people were actually like breaking even, which is amazing. <laughs> and like it got what kind of on the map, and then everything fell off. And then it got what off the map because people didn't want to come because there was nobody turning up. Um, we've just been like loads of class scenes, kind of like hardcore grindcore. The, the noise scene was really good at one point like there was actually people going out and all that stuff the like the crust scene was really good obviously we've got like bands like Hellcrush and stuff who are from here yeah. so like people know the area people want to play because of Venom it's Newcastle and stuff so you've kind of got that reputation in any ways where people are looking for people to help but it's not always possible and it hasn't always been possible just because the, like the crowds haven't been there like obviously can't really complain about people not turning up. Everyone's got their own personal reasons why they can't and why I. they don't want to. You know what yeah. I mean? I think I do find that when people do say there isn't a scene or there isn't an industry, oh, <laughs> fuck it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like when people say, "Oh, nothing ever comes to Newcastle," I do find that, c- especially nowadays, quite frustrating and ignorant because the internet's there. Fifteen years ago, fair enough, you might not have seen advertised, but it yeah. is there if you look and you're involved in it. Like, I mean. Even the hardcore stuff, like it was, a, I've been out of, out of it for a while, but then I started noticing shows pop up on Facebook, and now I'm like more involved than I was like ten years ago because I'm helping out other promoters and wanting like bring bands up and stuff. So I'm like putting my like you know, I'm putting my head back in the game to bring those bands through. Well, so. Yeah, man. I mean, like you've got to reach down to help up, you know, because uh, there's a lot of new younger promoters from different scenes yeah, as well, like exactly, trying, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. rather than letting them fall on their ass. You know, you, you see that happening quite often where a lot of, not necessarily co-promotion, but promoters from other organisations are turning out other shows as there are a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of guys from other bands and lasses from other bands. And thems from other bands are all yeah, like... get your pronouns right. Get your pronouns right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
it's, uh, it, it keeps it all sweet, you know what I mean? And it's, it does. It's, it's class to see. It is building, it's building, it's building more and more and more, you know. And it, a lot I of venues are more facilitating towards different styles and genres. I think it's subgenres of music. It's, so. it's weird, obviously, with obviously all the COVID rubbish that's been going on. Since like we came back, the the amount of positivity that's surrounding it as well. I think obviously people appreciate what they they didn't have, and now a lot yeah. of people are actually coming back. And like, I mean, personally, I've messaged loads more people than I had before the, the pandemic, just saying like, do you need any help? Flyers, videos, whatever, co-pros, Like, do you need any help us contacting venues and stuff? Like, just let us know what you want and like. I'm I'm willing to do it. Whereas before, I was probably a bit insular, like whinging, cause you know, jaded promoter, like, oh, why don't you come to my gigs? Well, like, but why wasn't I going out to help them? And now I'm like, I know that, so I'm trying to change that. You know what I mean? Right, man. Yeah, there's been more opportunities to make those um, connections that uh, probably didn't really present themselves, like in uh, you know, sort of pre-COVID times. You know, everyone's just uh, got their own little patch of grass is something that they're really sort of like concerned with uh but um no, no yeah just like just you say it's like uh it, it it's been fucking mental um you know since we've been allowed to do events again um yeah i think there's been like sort of quite often times that you know we're, we're chatting with each other and we're like it's too much fucking shit going on <laughs> like it's, it's just so hard to yeah. like uh, keep keep a hold of everything and then you know uh, and then you know like there's just like reaching out like to help with other people but uh, no no it's 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 absolutely fantastic just like um uh you know we're, we're, we're kind of we're all in it together really so yeah it's 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 not just about like you know our own little sort of reputation it's also the area as a whole as well, well like, uh, yeah um, it reflects on the the, the region, you know, if yeah, yeah, if stuff falls to shit, yeah, and people are circling the wagons and fucking pissing on it, then it's fucked. Well, that was the thing when the bite, bite of grave, the first festival that we did, we kind of like w- the whole thing with Northern Darkness. We were like, well, shit, like we knew people in these bands that were meant to be traveling, and they like would knew that mates had booked hotels and all that stuff. So we were like, got together, fuck, like, do we need to do something, like. Let's see if there's a venue available and any like the smaller bands, like the UK bands who were already committed. Let's see if we can help them out. And that's kind of it, kind of snowballed a bit from there. Like the guy from Fetal Juice is the guy who actually came up with the name and everything. You know what I mean? Like, you could the name Fetal Juice or Bite a Grave. Well, he might have come up with Fetal Juice, but Bite a Grave, wasn't it? It was, it was the guy from Fetal Juice. <sighs> yeah. Because yeah. we all had like um, a competition <laughs> to name it. Yeah. <laughs> when, um, when, when, when I first saw that name, like it fucking broke me <laughs> uh i remember i was in trillions watching some shite tribute band at the time um you know just sort of scrolling through catching up with things and then like um i think we we're running like a live poll or something at the time and then as soon as i saw that like uh, I, I i just i broke down in tears like uh, just laughing so much because i i'd never come across anything so fucking absurd in my life um so yeah as soon as i saw it like i was just immediately like that has to be the name like absolutely and the, um, the merch that's came out of it as well it's been f- hilarious oh, yeah, like yeah. the <laughs> jeff off bike i grave with a fucking uh, lowry's eyes and all that, wasn't it? yeah yeah uh, but it wasn't just that though like there was um at that particular time um there were um little all dayers like popping up um all across the um all across the uk with these like uh, stupid pun names like based on where they were and yeah it was a really creative time for that sort of thing so um liverpool uh, you had show no mercy. Uh, I, th- I, I, I think I think that only that only lasted for like the, the one year, sadly. 
Uh, Edinburgh was Shreddenborough, <laughs> <laughs> which I think it's still sort of going ahead today, but uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure. I've seen a few adverts. Aye, aye. Um, fucking um, Paul Priest uh, uh, of Leeds, <laughs> like uh, one of the more controversial ones, came up with Yorkshire Riffer, which again, like. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> like kind of like you know like fist and mouth sort of thing but like uh, you know, if this puts me as a terrible person I'll, I'll own that but like i found that piss funny as well uh but yeah yeah it was just like there was a load of these sort of like little sort of like funny things that came up as as a result of someone naming uh this thing like oh why not bike a grave festival I'm like fuck <laughs> like, it was, it's it was, stuck though it's class yeah name. yeah yeah it's, oh. it's stuck as well and uh, you know I, I, I certainly remember when we were looking to come together as promoters uh and we we're looking to come up with a name for the group and you know we're going right round the circles so I was like, like uh, i can't remember what some of the suggestions were but like yeah eventually i was like why don't we just call ourselves better great bookings because i mean it's it's a great name yeah. and, you know I, I think we're so focused on trying to come to something different we're like no, nah, no, nah, we're not going to come up with anything better than that. No, like, no. Uh, well, it's already there. It's a brand, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You know, exactly. So, like, you know, like, I would, uh, I think there have been, like, five, six, maybe seven Bite Grey Festivals that had happened by the time, like, we formally, you know, sort of uh, came together as Bite Grey Boots. And so, yeah, yeah, you know, people know what it is. Like, uh, they, they know what we're about and what's involved. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's, it's just great for us to be able to sort of, like, continue on that legacy. Like six bottles of book fast and one dead goat later. <laughs> oh, <You know, like laughs> <No>, bloody hell. How <laughs> <laughs> to get in there? How to get in there? Aye. Well, we'll have a little bit more part in a minute, but he has another one from a uh, uh, bike of Grave Boot and Skate, which we tried recently. This is 357 Homicide with accumulation of mouldy testes. We released a promo earlier this year. If anyone's caught that, two tracks coming up off a uh, new album. And this one's called Revolting Accumulation of Moldy Testers. Let's see them fucking hours.
Thank you. Cheers. And that was accumulation of moly testes by 357 homicide. Oh, that was fucking <laughs> mental, I think. We're just talking about the setup there for 357 homicide. Uh, the drummer with a million symbols and a Madonna headset. <laughs> fucking brilliant, like. You know, uh, Jimmy was on the door, that one. Uh, yeah, yeah. So like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the door, and uh, like, uh, I peek into like the actual venue room, and uh, you know, like I, I, I see him, like you know, at the back, like stood up and you know, sort of like barking commands to the stage, uh, and then to, to the crowd and that. And um, yeah, I message like the, the, the rest of the guys at night, and I'm like, um, is this guy got a Madonna headset? Like, oh, oh, am I just seeing things? And uh, Stu replies, so I say, like, mate, have, if, have you seen his like fucking drum kit? And I'm like, no, no, I say, single bass drum, single snare, like 30 plus cymbals. And I'm like, fuck <laughs> off, man. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I'm not fucking laugh. But yeah, like, uh, it, it took this guy like 40 odd minutes or something to set all this stuff up. Like, uh, I thought it was going to make the night, like, kind of um, overrun a bit. But uh, no, to, to his credit, like, I'd uh, stuck to the set length that, uh, the, well, you know, the, the plan, like, ends and uh, the rest of the band sort of, like, I managed to get set up in time. So it's actually a very well-running night. There's only there's only been one other band that I've seen that have been that ridiculous for drums, and that was EDT, where they took like 45 minutes or something to set up. The kit was unbelievable. They played 11 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and it was absolutely incredible. It was really, really good. But uh, it was just ridiculous. But uh, I was class. It was like, the, like I was saying there. So it was our first ever gig as well up here, in general. So it was nice to have them up here because uh, they were class. Well, I really enjoyed it. Another <laughs> one in the bank. Uh, you win. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I think the maddest setup I seen was a big lad and a shit wife. Yeah, yeah. In, in, the, seen, old, I, in the old little buildings. Ah, oh, right. I'd miss like, that one. I'd see, like yeah. fucking come to daddy cover the FX twin. It was, it was nuts. I think it, you know you're just talking about like sets running over. And at the time, I was like eleven o'clock, fucking. <laughs> No more. You know what I mean? Like terrified of the council person <laughs> to the door, right. you know, <laughs> shitting myself. <laughs> but no, nah, we're quite flexible to a degree, you know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with that. But man, hey, fuck this. So, how well then? What's the worst gig you've ever ran? The worst. Oh. The biggest cluster fuck you've ever had. Nobody talks about this. Everybody's full of fucking bravado. You like put them on the fucking spot. Ah, aye, aye, aye. Um, you know, like, what I'm saying is, like, normally you hear these kind of things and you, you talk promoters and they're all, like, fucking absolutely bot themselves inside out about who they booked first and, oh, well, I had fucking such and such and, yeah, we had a million pounds on the line. Yeah. No, no, we want to hear the fucking, the shit. The we shit. We want to hear the worst stuff because it's hilarious. I think that, uh, uh, it, I agree, but I don't think we've really had that many shit gigs. I think we've, I think because of the experience that we had outside of Yeah, like, yeah, doing I think that's stuff. more what I, I mean, like, you know, but like, you cut your teeth at the beginning. But, you know but I mean? like... I mean, I've fucking had plenty of them, like working with like co-pro and stuff, and then me getting the blame because they did fuck all, even <laughs> even though even though I, was, I wasn't even there, and I was like, so there was there was one gig, there was a uh, an Australian band came over, and I'd help them out. I like would I'd booked um, a tour and stuff. I'd booked them a few shows, and uh, my band were playing with them in Leeds, so I got somebody in Newcastle to promote the Newcastle show so we could turn up and be there. Turned up, were fucking eight o'clock or whatever. Nothing had happened. No fucking doors. Like, no fucking, prom there was no promotion. Nothing at all. And we turned up and like, what the fuck? Like, 
I told you I wasn't going to be here because I'm playing with the fucking band in Leeds. Oh, well, it's not my fault. Well, who the fuck's fault is it? Because it's not mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was like loads of those type of incidents and stuff like where it was like, it sounds bad, but like relying on other people. Like, I'm not saying I'm the greatest promoter in the world because I'm fucking not. I make mistakes. I forget stuff. Generally, I, it's fucking preach. <laughs> but it's by like, like, you learn from your mistakes, but at the same point, you still make stupid things that you forget because you're a person, you know what I mean? But like, there was like, there's been a few times when I've relied on somebody else and that's what's fucking screwed us. I did a gig, I don't even mind saying this, but at the Black Bull, Gateshead. Right. So, I was sat having a meeting with one of the, the one of the, the owners and I said, oh, actually, I've just been messaged right now on Facebook asking us for a show. I was like, I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be on holiday. I will not be in the country. Um, do you want to take it off us? And the guy's like, oh, yeah, no worries. Like, I says, oh, well, here's the guy's email address. Like, I'll, I'll help you book it and stuff. Like, I'll I'll facilitate that. And uh, I was in the Czech Republic at a festival, getting a message off one of my mates who was at the gig. Oh, Stu, why aren't you here? And I'm like, well, because I'm on holiday. Oh, well, uh, the fucking... The, the venue owner saying it's your fault. And I'm like, well, I've got the fucking messages saying I'm not going to be there. All this shit. The venue had backline in the venue and the main band with the backline got delayed and they were stuck in Nottingham. So they were fucking, you know, general touring bullshit. The venue didn't tell the bands that they had a backline in the venue, right? So they refused to fucking let them use it. The band with the backline turned up at some stupid, like, half nine. So the first two bands were fucked because they couldn't play and all this shit. And then at, like, five to 11, the main band who had came from Sweden were on stage slagging me off because this is what happens when your fucking promoter goes on holiday. Jesus And I'm, like, messaging them back going, I fucking told the promoter that I wasn't going to be there. Go and fucking speak to them. And uh, last time I ever went in that bar, the complete, like, disrespect of just, like, I'm, you're asking me for help. That's why I'm sat here talking to you. And then you're fucking blaming me for the mistake that you made. And that's bullshit of the fucking highest order, you know what I mean? Two rights. And it's, but there's been, like, I've been quite lucky. There's been a few incidents like that, but I've kind of learnt my lesson. Like, obviously, when me and Jamie started doing shows, like, I think Jamie's first ever gig was something I promoted, wasn't it? Uh, one of the first like pro- DIY shows you went to. Was uh, it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was um, Infanticide and Horse Bastard at the Northy Arms 2011. No, but like the, one of the first gigs you went to, wasn't it like Municipal Waste or something? Oh, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was Municipal Waste uh, 2007, I think. That, which one was that? Oh, wait, it was, was that it was, the Cumberland? It was upstairs in the Cumberland Arms. Oh, that was on uh, Aiden, did. Sorry, that was Aiden's gig. Ah, well, uh, yeah, that was like one of the most insane shows I've uh, ever like uh, <laughs> been part of. But, uh. but it's just like when when uh, Jamie started helping out and stuff, it like the the trust level raised because a lot of times Jamie went above and beyond what he had to do. Yeah, it was the same when Lee started helping out. He yeah. did like even if, you know simple things like just contacting bands. Like when you support band, Lee be like, oh no, nah, this band, right? Let's see what they can do, you know what I mean? It makes a huge difference. Fucking right, actually, to be fair, we've Ali, like, he's pulled me out the shit a few times over yeah. the years. I mean, 
you know, when I was putting what I thought was metal on. And you're not there. I was like, Lee, can you recommend anybody? Yeah, I just give beep a shout. I sound, I know, brother. Yeah. You know, and that's where communities grow. Exactly. You yeah. know, like, mm. it's a fucking nightmare when things fall to bits. Well, I, I don't think that people really understand or see that part of it. No. And it's completely out of your hands a lot of the time, you know, like, you've done everything that you could possibly yeah. fucking do. You know, and that, but that's why it helps when you've got other people around you who who are in the similar situation who will step up and help you. Yeah, and that's like one of the reasons that Bite a Grave kind of like we had all the different individual promotions and we kind of all joined together and like we're having like James on side as well and stuff. Yeah. Like James is like he's like the the silent assassin. <laughs> he's, ve- he's very he's very he's very he's very quiet, but like yeah, takes absolutely no shit, mm. and he's very like to the point. Yeah. But he also goes out of his way to help people out, which you know, yeah. like you kind of, I will complain. Remember, we done a co co promo with, with James before by everyone on his Omega Warfare, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's it uh, because we had raised by owls booked in. All oh, right, I it was little buildings down the, the, the old little buildings, oh, yeah. you know. And he was like, oh well, I've 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 got some booked. And it was like it was party cannon, uh, <laughs> you know, with the same. Well, yeah. they go hand in hand together, you know. Like it was there's no point in having two separate fucking grind shows on the same. Absolutely, you're right. Yeah. You know, we, we put that on. Raised by Elves are a fucking howl. I mean, for for me, when you we're going to um, bands like this, we're coughing much Slime Lord, Three Five Seven Homic- Homicide, and uh, the track listings you, from the naked ear, you think, oh, it's just that fucking screaming shite again, <laughs> you know? Like, no, it's it's actually fucking hilarious, and it it buckles your knees beyond belief when you're at a show. And they start coming out with patter between tunes. Right. Now I'm kind of trying my best not to go down that road. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, you know, yeah. You've just got to pay. You've just got to buy a ticket and come. Because <laughs> um, I get cancelled, and uh, <laughs> I've got too much on the line. But no, like raised by owls, obviously um, dropping the, the comedy element uh, to to the grind. Yeah. the side of it, you know, and party cannon with the the logo. Especially made out of fucking colourful balloons, so you can just spot it <laughs> on a fucking big poster. Best, yeah, best advertising it's ever. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, I went to um Damnation Festival uh last uh November. It, you know, it's the first one that had uh, been um since uh, you know, COVID uh restrictions eased, and um, yeah, just their logo being on a poster was hilarious because you know like a load of serious like uh metal logos, you know like the stereotypical twig Twigs, ones and yeah. shit like as well um but the first poster was um it's you know all the logos were in black and white <laughs> and um everybody kicked off uh in in, in a joking way yeah. uh everybody kicked off at the the um uh festival organizers saying no 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 like party cannons logo is like it's really really cool full of balloons and shit like you know you need, need to change it and i the the buckle to popular demand so like they, they intentionally changed the poster uh just to like have this one logo in color that stuck out like a sore thumb and it worked for them because um, i didn't personally see them um at uh, damnation uh, just because um i'd seen them before i wanted to try and focus on other racks but uh, I walked past that room and it was the second largest room in the entire venue space and uh, the queue to even get into the area where that particular venue was, it was fucking ridiculous. Like, um, I think they had people literally outside the fucking door, like still waiting to get in. Um, 
It was yeah, I it was just the, daft. Didn't they release like a limited party canon T-shirt? Yep, and I saw like this a T-shirt. special edition uh, yeah. like damnation one. Yeah, yeah. Was so it was, it was damnation festival, but it was in, in the, the party uh, canon font. Yeah, it, it was in the party <laughs> canon font. Um, and honestly, you, you saw those fucking shirts everywhere. I uh, honestly <laughs> amazing like, marketing. Yeah, honestly. yeah. Those those, those guys oh, like nice. their their marketing um, game is so so strong. Like, just you know, it does it for itself, really. I, d- I d- we need to go back to that question, old Jamie. What's the worst Ooh. gig you've ever put on? <laughs> that I've ever personally put on. Or that we've been involved in? I think I might have to a bit of a, uh, give a bit of a cop-out answer here. Oh, but I, um, no, I mean, there's there's been ones which have been frustrating, but like uh, I think for the most part, like, uh, aside from ones where uh, we didn't really get the numbers that we hoped for, so like it uh, hurts... Um, financially. It hurt financially. Um, He's full of shit. Yeah, full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the, the 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 ones which were um challenging to run at night, uh like uh the, the drunk racist guy from Trillions who who always storms the door when you're wrong. <laughs> oh dear. Right, so yeah. Now actual gigs cheese well, is it? No, no, no. no, no, he's, no. He's, so he's like, more racist than So him. like actual, actual gigs, um personally my experience has been like generally positive but like individual people <laughs> now that's a different matter entirely so like you know i tend to volunteer for the doors i for the most part i don't mind running them um but yeah uh the, the, there'll be certain shows where like um you get some of the regulars who turn up and oh god yeah and uh they think they've got this um god-given right just because like they drink there like uh five nights out of seven that like um uh that you know that they can just like swan you on in and this is one particular uh individual so you know we'll be putting on a night it costs money we got bands to pay for um and you know it's um what i've gone to work you know five days out of seven like you know it's my money on the line to like you know pay for the bands if uh, everything goes tits up and uh, say like, oh can i just come in uh i'm i'm just here for a pint all right, well, you're in Newcastle, <laughs> one of the cities in the UK, which is fucking notorious for having pubs and bars <laughs> fucking everywhere. And out of the entire fucking city, you want to come to this particular bar and ask me where, like, there's a sign saying it's a £10 door entry or whatever the fuck, and you want to get in for free when every other cunt is fucking paid in and i'm responsible for you know i'm financially responsible for what happens on the night and you want to come in for a single drink when you can easily go around the corner no fuck off you fucking prick i always like setting them off for that guy i love that (laughs) no it's the same guy every no but it's literally the same guy every single time no no, yeah and there was was also that fucking prick um, one uh, (laughs) Um, fucking newspaper on his arm and oh yeah and there was also that fucking prick um uh Head of Steam. Was it Speed Queen and Toledo Steel? Um, Don't even get me started on that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, (laughs) he's he's pissed as fuck. Like, uh, and, um, you know, Stu was arguing with him, saying, no, no, look, um, there's a gig on. If you pay in, like, yeah, like, just like everyone else, uh, you ended up fucking slapping. Oh, that was, I forgot. Oh, no, I thought you were talking about the bands. But I. Oh, well, you know, they're the I forgot about him. I forgot about him. You ended up fucking slapping him and, like, I had to fucking chase him out the like venue. And I don't even work, I don't even work at the venue. And I'm having to be the fucking doorman, like, chasing this fucking prick out because he's just slapped, like, Stu. And I'm like, 
the fucking what? joys of being a promoter. <laughs> and you lost two and a quid last night or something like uh, one from uh, what I remember. No doubt. Like, uh, yeah, that, <laughs> no that doubt. was that was a bit of a shit night to be honest. I, um, ju- I, I was uh, just segue off that. Like, I, I done the door to see my last week for a gig. You know, it was the first time I've been doing that for a while, and it's always the same. You know, because like the people coming, is this the bog? Uh, like, you know, and, like it, it was fucking fine. There was no issues. Everybody, I mean, there was two guys came down. Oh, is there music on? I was like, ah, it's a tenor on the door. Like, that's no bother. I heard the drums. I want to come in. Like, wow, this is refreshing. <laughs> no, uh, you know? uh, yeah, actually, you, you do get a few people like that. They had a scene. But it's always the worst for me. It's it's the old Dorises, you know, with the pearls on. They come down and go, is it? Uh, can I come down and watch the music? <laughs> uh, well, it's there's a door charge. It's like eight pound or whatever. Like eight pounds, <laughs> eight pounds for what? Music. You need to buy it at times, you know. Like what? You know, they got these pearls. I'm looking like, fuck me, man. They cost more than me fucking me life. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and you probably you probably got like a million like you know bits of paper saying gig on tonight, <laughs> door charge. Like, uh, None say, of them can read. Yeah, God, yeah. it's not in fucking scripture. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um... to be fair though, for, I think obviously for how many gigs and that we've done in general through Bite a Grave or personally. I think we've done pretty well through Bite of Grave. Like I think we've kind of built up like a a following. Oh yeah. And like we always yeah. get we always get offers for certain stuff. I mean we're we're at like a level where we're kind of respected. With there's a, obviously we don't get offered the bigger acts and stuff, which is fair enough because like there's plenty of other people in town that can pick them up and stuff who can actually afford to do them if no one turns up. And mm. um, we do get a lot of requests from people going, "Oh, can you book this band? Can you book this band?" And it's like. It's just not realistic for us personally because yeah. it's it's a I, it's a hobby. I don't it's, think it's not a job. I, I don't yeah. think people understand that you know, like from the outside looking yeah. in, that there is a lot of work goes in it and a lot of cost involved. Yeah. It incurs a lot of your life. Never mind costs. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I think like uh, these things. I think the if you start breaking down the actual costs of ex artist to a fan, I think they'll probably have a lot more respect for what the promoters do. They would have a lot more understanding when ticket prices are raised, I think. But they'd also have a <laughs> an even better understanding when they're asking you to bring them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They would probably address those requests to the people who do bring bring the bigger artists yeah. instead of because them aren't bringing them, they come to us or other promoters who like do like more independent type of shows. And like, I'm fully behind bigger promoters picking up the shoes that we can't afford yeah. but at the same point that means you can enjoy them exactly uh, there's that you know. but at the same point though are they going to get the turnouts because it's that hit and miss thing we're like us we 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 promote to a certain extent but there's always going to be people that we're going to miss but then certain artists that we would probably be interested in booking go to like certain other promoters who are way bigger than what we are but then they don't promote the shows so then the turnout shit and then there's that bad reputation of Newcastle. Yeah, well, from well it. I don't it's know who we're talking about, but well, we're not going um, no to give them the fucking airtime <laughs> exactly. or the benefit of that, you know exactly. what I mean? So we're all doing good things. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, simple as that. I think we all know how our feelings are. You know, um, No comment. We talk about this like cows come home, but you know what? <laughs> Fuck them. Babies are being born. It's fucking lovely outside. Is it? Cows grazing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> We've got the Pyramid of Stepney Bank out the window there. Oh, man. What a what a life. Well, you know what? I'm going to go up for a piss. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk. <laughs> but, uh, right. 
We're going to move on to more patter in a bit, but you know the creme de la creme of uh, one of our Banker Grave shows. Is I like King how you're following this up by saying, I'm just going to go and take a piss. Yeah, As if that was more important than the bands and the fucking promotion. <laughs> I've, had Cheers. I've, Cheers. Done, I've had I've had my piss. You've had your piss? Yeah. Down your fucking leg. Like. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Two to one. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. You're all right. You're all right. <laughs> I've just absolutely fucking bottled out to talk about mine. So, um, <laughs> King Witch of Rock and Stone. King Witch, absolutely fucking phenomenal from Edinburgh. Crushing it all over Europe. Incredible band. Tell me more. Love to have them back. Yeah, amazing and to work with. Nice people. Unfortunate situation when they played, obviously, uh, due to COVID, so the bass player was out. But they absolutely killed it without the bass player. Yeah, it still, still sounded incredible. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah, I was. I think that says it, like a lot about the band that they can be a band member down, especially when they're only a four piece. So they only have a guitar player and a bass player, drummer, singer, and they still absolutely do kill it. Just adaptable. Unbelievable, unbelievable band. Yeah. Amazing. I don't really have anything to say apart from they're amazing. Oh, <laughs> it's just oh, you know, uh, you know. Before I even introduce them again, uh, like I saw King Witch at the head of steam must have been about six or seven years ago. Now we had Ashes of Vine and Laura got up and she was like singing the chorus for Marta with Alan Greener. And I think I've got that on a filming on a potato somewhere and we draw to them. <laughs> you know, like it was class. It was just lush, but fucking one of the best fucking metal vocalists I've heard. She's got such an incredible voice. No, amazing amazing nice like n- nice person as well like they were all very down to earth like really respectful of obviously the venue and the promoters and everything there in the crowd they were like I think w- watching the video back and stuff as well she was just so thankful that there was people there and like she was ev- between every song she kind of looked embarrassed like because like, she couldn't believe everybody was so like into the show and stuff like it's nice to see that humble thing as well like, you know like they appreciate what everyone's doing yeah that's it so, like, yeah. you know you can, you can see this with certain genres and styles of music where yeah. the, the band are fucking more up for people being there yeah and like just would actually go fucking stand at the door like shake everybody's hand <laughs> on the way out you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean like thank yeah. you very much thank you very much thank you very much <laughs> but I uh, of Rock and Stone by King Witch hit it Tom <laughs> <laughs>
was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, what do you think? Uh, yeah, like uh, it's the first time I've um, heard the recording uh, since the gig, and um, I, you know, you get that thing with live shows where like uh, you kind of question whether they can recreate that um, studio sound like live. Um, and yeah, look, Laura's vocals on that like uh, performance was, yeah, it's just absolutely incredible. Aye, fucking hell, Stu, what do you reckon? <laughs> I, I just I kind of I kind of praise them enough like I think getting stuck in that position as well obviously when they lost the bass player like and then still still yeah. to, still to pull it together and like like make a new setup and stuff to make sure they could still play the shows and then still absolutely kill it is amazing like oh, really man, really good yeah like they missed something like uh, something as integral as bass especially for a band such as themselves like yeah, bass is like such a huge part for those sort of like uh, stoner rock bands um to be down that instrument and still fill the venue with the sound mm. um it, yeah yeah like, uh, I, it was actually my first time watching them uh, that night and uh yeah I, I was just absolutely blown away oh man fucking sweat was pissing everywhere <laughs> fucking <laughs> phenomenal man yeah yeah uh, yeah, you 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 guys actually smashed your uh, bar record that night, didn't you? We did, but don't tell the internet that. Ah, oh, no, man. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's down to you, look, because you are absolute fucking animals. <laughs> you know, anyway, uh, yeah, I was gonna say, like, uh, I, I certainly had a few tipples <laughs> that night because <laughs> I, I wasn't running the door for once. So, ah, <laughs> I got Ali did it. For yeah, once, yeah, I got to, I got to enjoy myself. It was. He's yeah. anyway. I remember the high spirits gig down at the, <laughs> the old venue, you know. Uh, Jamie's standing outside with his trousers around his ankles, getting some out of his balls. Hang on, in, in my defence, that was like the hottest fucking show I've ever attended in my life. <laughs> it was. <laughs> what about that? So what's the crowd with highest purse? He's getting them back over any time soon, do you reckon? Asked you. Uh, not this year. I'm looking at 2023 to bring them over, like, so... It's all up in the air. Obviously, like COVID's, had, COVID's just had like a massive, huge knock-on effect for everything at the minute. So, uh, they're coming over to Europe in August. They're playing Partizan Open Air, and I'm trying to book them a few shows around that, but it won't be the UK. No. So we're gonna hopefully concentrate on getting them back in the UK 2023. Like so, Mid-month. but like Newcastle's like that second home. They've played here like six times or something. Well, it, it played played little buildings as it was like a secret gig, and then they played uh, trillions a night after. Uh, well, they, they did. They did like a secret gig at um, what's it called? Uh, Nemix as well, right? Well, on one of the other dates, because like I couldn't, I couldn't get anyone to book them, so I was like, I was bringing back to Newcastle, because <laughs> everyone turned up anyways. Yeah, it was class. class but uh, now, like, it's like the they always comment on how like Newcastle's like that second home and stuff, which is class. Oh, it's <laughs> well received, though. You know, that's, uh, that's the fucking main thing. And I mean, you, if you got bands coming from grass band come and play the tune and they, they want to come here mm. and they love it that's fucking part of the battle isn't it man you've won it is because it, 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 the word spread and stuff as well though like when the <coughs> especially when you kind of rely on that scene or industry yeah, again <laughs> oh, you gotta keep taking this for this you know what it's like uh, you've got us on the industry thing there's a couple yeah. of years ago I put this mad post up about fucking it's got. It's been called Brogate. Like, why is our college of that bros? And it wasn't out against these. I think it was just. Oh, oh it was that, wasn't it? It wasn't against these. I don't know. Fucking clue. It was just. <laughs> no, it was a. Um, it, it was just like bands. Oh, bro, I was like, oh fuck's sake, man. We were our bros once, me and mate, band. We split up. And I think is every year I'd like share it, mm. share the same post. And I was like, oh, yeah, then bro count how many is I still bros? 
knowing that some of these bands would have split by then, you know, <laughs> and the fucking silence was deafening. It was beautiful. But fair <laughs> folks to Brofest and Bro UK and everything else and all I the bros. Honestly, man, the amount of fucking people that slagged us off for that fucking Bro UK or Brofest for being shit. But it's like, we're up against like festivals like called Wank Fest. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, this, this, like, how, how yeah, to be fair, you kind of compete with such fucking amazing festival names as Wank Fest. But like, it was, everybody took it so fucking serious. People used to get angry. There was people who didn't turn up to the festival because it was called Bro Fest. And then, <laughs> you know, just, just generally being a fucking knob, I'd search Brofest on Google, you know, like fucking uh, vanity search shit. Yeah. And it brought up this random fucking, I think it was like a Dutch or a German website where people were slagging the festival off because of the name. And there was this guy from Holland who just wrote, I think it's a great name. Uh, it's You get together with your friends, have some beers and see some bands. And I'm That's like, all, yeah. there you go. All it's, you don't have to take it deadly serious, you know what I mean? Like... The fucking, and the, the only reason, there was obviously like a, a big thing with like having the UK at the end and obviously fucking nationalism and all that shite. But it was because there's literally a bro fest in the US, but mm. it's like a memorial thing for some guy who died. And it and, and the logo is incredible. It's like, it's like a, a two hands, like kind of holding, but in a fist kind of situation. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but so we're just... Wanted to kind of separate away from the US Brofest, but also just you know, because it a, a lot of for the most part, a lot of like Brofest was celebrating UK bands, of course. But the amount of fucking shit that we got for it was incredible. It's like, for fuck's sake, I've got any issues there. Like, I mean, you left one of your uh, Bro UK fucking Billy Stampers down the old place, we used it for months, you know, like yes. <laughs> I've been looking for that for like three years. <laughs> As long as I didn't leave any of the bro UK underpants there, it's alright. Oh, we found, <laughs> honestly, we found so many pairs of underpants. <laughs> like, Nick has a lot, it's, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I like a punk band from a, a Red Sky Industries band called Gorilla Pubel, who were uh, labelled me as a good friend. And yeah, found his underpants down the side of the stage next day. <laughs> just, yeah, it just happens. He you know, shit like, himself, <clears> right? <throat> no, no, no. Funnily enough, like, if he did, it was wet. <laughs> But <laughs> 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 there was knee solids in there, you know. <laughs> Moving on. So uh, before we get down to these last two tracks, so where the time? What you've got coming up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, too much, I think. What's big? What's up? Uh, I'll let Jamie take this uh, one. Right? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to look at our fucking Discord chat because well, um, you know, well, we did like briefly prepare ourselves for this question, but evidently so not enough. Um, Quite a gig next week. It's horror and nemerous. It, it is yeah. next week. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> next um, yep, next show uh, in this very fine establishment that is the Little Buildings. It's uh, Ha, who are a um, atmospheric black metal band from Edinburgh, and uh, Nemerous, who are homegrown um, from south of the river in uh, Sunderland, um, who have former members of a band called Wardenstone, who uh, were very prominent in that particular scene. Kind of in the mid to late um, 2000s. Uh, but yeah, like uh, they're, they're wanting to sort of like uh, get another. Has it been that long? Uh, yeah, yeah. Really? I'm, I'm pretty sure they, the, the one album that one someone did, Lost, was 2010, if I recall correctly. I didn't realise it was that long. I, put, uh, I, yeah, actually, no. I actually put them on at the Stealth Fiddler with a Battle Royale from Germany, who was like a hardcore band. And oh, I, I, remember, <laughs> I remember going at the Bogs and the Stealth Fiddler. 
<laughs> and Finley's putting his corpse paint on in the box. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I'd only met like Finley like twice or something before then. I was walking the box and he's there, just like painting right, his face. Right. So just just for reference, the stout fiddler, considering I'm 34, uh, I've, I've, I've been going to shows in Newcastle since I was like sort of 17, 18. The stout fiddler is even before my time. Fucking hell, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, um, what, what, was South was the South Fiddler where like the fucking Manners warehouse? It's at where Manners is. No, no, that was a Tappan Spile. Oh, it's, that it's was just, Tappan Spile. It's right, like okay. a, an estate agent or something at Manners. No. Um. Even then, I don't think I've ever been to show when it was a South Fiddler. I've been to that particular. It was. It spot. used to be called. Uh, what was it like? Fucking. It was called Hyena or some shit. Nah, like for a that's bit not first, that one. Like... It, moot. It used to be called Moot. Because oh, they had a competition to name it and some twat named it the worst fucking possible name ever. And they changed <laughs> it to that and then it shut down. Yeah. But it was class. That I say class, this story's probably going to be really bad because it doesn't sound class. But it went through like loads of owners. It kept shutting down and they kept getting fucking done by the council and all this stuff. <laughs> and these husband and wife took it over and I think they were from like Whitley Bay or somewhere like that. They'd had like a bar over there and the guy was proper sound as fuck to deal with he loved having music on he loved he loved the bands that we were putting on he was really helpful like he would ring us up the day before and like what do you want from the cash and carry and he would stock the bar with what i asked from the cash and carry then the fucking the breweries were coming fine them for not fucking having any of their <laughs> shit in the bar you'd pay that and then fucking fill the bar with the cash and carry stuff again he didn't give a fuck and uh he was he was helpful us like he would he would buy crates and stuff for the bands and give up for free and all this shit. And I walked in one day and his wife had a fucking black eye, and I'm like, Whoa. oh, like because like we'd done loads of stuff like I put my birthday gig on there and they made all these massive posters and stuck it on the outside of the venue saying like happy birthday stew and all this shit like they were like they were proper class and then he just she just went oh I can't, I can't remember what his name was but I beat the fuck out of us last night. And I'm like, fucking what the f- what the fuck? And uh, she was like, oh yeah, yeah. He was uh, fucking drinking too much. He'd been on the vodka and that. And uh, something along the lines of, um, he whacked her. And then a summer happened with his daughter. And I, I, I'm, I'm not going to say yes or no. I don't know whether he hit her or whatever. But then they both kicked the shit out of him <laughs> and fucking and fucking lobbed him out the house. And that she was like, "He's not fucking welcome in here." I fucking kicked him out of my fucking house. And I think it was a combination of that and them fucking off the council so much by with all the dodgy booze that they moved to like back to where they were from and got like another bar around there. But for that like six month period, they were fucking mint as like owners because it was so unbelievably helpful. It was. But it, and it was it was class venue like fucked up and shit played there. It was absolutely wild, man. Fucking hell, man. But it was uh, the, the, the good old days. Why? <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, sorry, I forgot. I uh, yeah, yeah, there's a bit, bit, bit of a tangent. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So the next show is uh, Black Metal Show, which is actually quite a rarity in Newcastle. Like, I uh, don't really tend to get um, a lot of Black Metal Shows in Newcastle unless we decide to book them. Uh, and that one's <laughs> only happening because the other one cancelled. We had uh, Anti Inferno playing. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, they couldn't reschedule the tour, and we're like, uh, you know what? Let's keep the date and let's try and make something happen. Um, so yeah, horror a band who we've uh, worked with a few times before. Um, uh, again, that um, that past um, 
familial uh, association, like uh, you know, like a very sky snap band we've known for many years. Uh, we've got a very good uh, working relationship. Um, so and, and also, it's going to be their first show in like two years. Mm. Like they they yeah. they've not played since um, you know, COVID. So the, the whole Shit, COVID yeah. crack, uh, kicked off. And um, also, um, Nemerus were meant to play Ruin of Jorvik this weekend gone, but unfortunately, they had a positive COVID results in the camp. So it's a new lineup, and it's actually going to be the debut of that lineup at this show. And Jamie seems really happy about them having he COVID. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was, I was telling Rob because, like, uh, you know, it's like uh, Rob, um, who's the guitarist for Live Burial, like uh, he's one of the guys who's joined, and um, you know, saying like, uh, oh yeah, yeah, like, you know, that 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 sounds uh, really, really bad. Like it sucks. Like I'm sure it would have been a good show, but. Not gonna have what the fucking debut of your lineup. That's all that shit then. <laughs> wow, wow. But then, uh, but then so I think shit. And then the one after that is Skelter Remains, which is with the Mosh on the Tyne lads. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's gonna be at Anarchy. Um, yeah. yeah, that got uh, rescheduled from somewhere else. It was uh, yeah, just we, the we unfortunate geist. shit with the Lubber Fiend. Yeah. Um, right. So I so that one got moved to Anarchy, and then. Like because we've worked with Skeletal Remains before, we messaged the Mosh on the Tyne lads and we're like, just want to work together and try yep. and give it a bit of a kick up the arse. Oh, I'd seen, I think it was 2016 when he's had them on in Trillions, Skeletal Remains. I was at that one, and um, I was at Bloodstock a little bit later that year, mm-hmm. and there was this fucking monster dude, right? Big fucking huge Welsh Welshman, Barley, and, and I mean uh, Renick was with us at the time. We're just chatting, and he's like, "I'm going to be the new fucking vocalist for Skeletal Remains." <laughs> And he was standing in the crowd and he was like encouraging people to fucking try and slam into him as hard as he could. His bloke was like a fucking transit. Like you just couldn't shift him. Like transit full of beer. Like it was class. I'm like, is, is he there? I don't know. Like it's been a long it's, time since it, I've It's definitely not him. Definitely not him. <laughs> no, well, this no. still America. Sorry, boy, oh, you're not gonna be fucking save a skeletal remains, are you? <laughs> exactly. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's gonna be a good one to fucking headlong to like. Well, be it's it's be nice like it'd be the first show that we've done with the Mosh on the Tyne lads as well. Like it was like yep. talking before about doing like co-pros and stuff. Like the the, the issues with the Lubber Fiend like opened some doors to like try and work together to keep them get, alive. Keep keep everything fucking going like through until yeah. those guys can get themselves sorted. And that. Yeah, like, well so that's it's it. I mean, be good. It's a, we don't want to see shows being cancelled. We don't want to see people out of no, pocket. No. Yeah. You know, like keep it going, and we're not like. In due course, uh, Lubafine will be open. It will be a yeah. great venue for what it's going to be, you know, and mm-hmm. for everybody who's going to be come down. It's going to be a steady build and go from there. Yeah, uh, yeah. But luckily, the show's been saved. And we do encourage people to come down to that one. Yeah, yeah. And just as like a, you know, like a, a, a new opportunity as well, like, um, it's going to be the first show that we've personally have done at Anarchy. Uh, I know you've, um, you've put like, a few on yourself and, uh, yeah, it seems to be an absolutely fantastic venue. Um, and yeah, just really looking forward to seeing like what the setup there is like, because like, it, you know it looks to be you know like everything is there and it you know like uh, the the setup like looks absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's, so it's loud. I mean, got to give give Anarchy credit. They've they've kept us sweet. They've looked after us right from the off. I mean, uh, before the pandemic, I was I was uh, helping book shows there, mm-hmm. um, and when we went back in after everything. Uh, Kinda felt a bit with the other venue that we were using for socially distanced shows. Um, we we moved straight across to Anarchy and we went in. We're like, yeah, we want to do this. And we're welcome back. We're up in arms. Yeah, no bother. What are you doing with the sound system? Well, we've got 
somebody on yeah. tap who's going to put one in for her. Do you know him? Yep, straight on the phone. I'm not going to name him because you know he wanted us to keep secrets and stuff. <laughs> and within a, within two weeks, it was in there. Now this is this is a system that's been used in the city hall. Not it's been right, used right. on the road right, uh, okay. for a lot of big big tribute shows up and around the country. It's a fucking monster, you know. Um, so I'm pretty certain it's it's going to do it justice on the night. I mean, what like what slipping out played there a couple of weeks ago, you know? <laughs> That's so good. I, I, d- I didn't see that one, but I've seen him when they were up like, like a couple of times before, and they're really, really good. Proper good laugh. I, booked, I couldn't. I had fucking uh-huh. COVID. I couldn't go. <laughs> it was a nightmare. I seen him at the dog and parrot. Fucking hell. <laughs> Half the band <laughs> were on the floor. Like, <laughs> it was a I think I went to see fucking like some. What was it? it was some shit band at the arena, and it finished early. And like we walked into the, the the dog and parrot, and they just started, and it was it was fucking amazing. It was his best thing. Mid. I was like reliving my youth. <laughs> fucking get in, mate. I was reliving it on Monday night with Tom. Yeah, I was fucking. <laughs> anybody who saw the Insta story of murder and duality. <laughs> no, that's oh, why I'm a bit me horse. Me throat's a bit horse. It's not off slip now though. It's off Dean. Take that and <laughs> fucking fucking Britney Spears. I think. Oh, I bust bust out the classics, man. You've got to, haven't you? Oh, I don't do. have to, but you do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 100%. But uh, actually, we've also got another gig, which is on the 8th of May, and it's actually in here, <laughs> which is uh, Monuments of Misanthropy. Oh, shit, that's the one with cut at flesh and... and them. I... <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, what the fuck is it? Um... Uh, oh, th- the thing is, right? I was being such something a of disfigurement. I was being such a prick the other day when I was in here. There was a guy trying to read the poster, right? <laughs> and he was being, oh, "What does that say?" And I'm like, it "Says uh, monuments of misanthropy." Or oh, what does the next one say? And that's the band I can't remember. And he's being vi- visions uh, of disif- uh, disfigurement. Something. <clears throat> yeah, and then it. he was like, "Oh, what? Oh, I can't really see what the." Bo- I says, "Oh, it's cut flesh through so, a uh, check band and that." And he was like, oh, all right. I says, to be fair, it's only because I'm fucking promoting it that I know what it is. And now I can't even remember the fucking band that's playing. <laughs> <laughs> what they're called? I'm going to have to have a look. Is it Visions of Disfigurement? Visions yeah, of Disfigurement. Yeah. There we go. Like I said, it's that was just probably like the, the worst advert um, for any fucking gig for that one. Well, it's been advertised. That's a weird thing. You know? uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know who's We're playing. We're talking about it. People are going to hear about it. I don't know who's playing, but come down. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it, it kind of goes back to... Uh, kind of what we were talking about earlier where uh, you know we're kind of like running this thing as a bit of a hobby and like uh, just like uh, since the COVID restrictions ease like uh, it's like the fucking floodgates have opened yeah uh, and we're just getting battered by so many tour offers and requests for help and corporate opportunities and all that sort of stuff and the, th- the thing is though it's been it's been nice as well though like I think yeah, a lot yeah, of, yeah, I think, yeah totally I think a lot of people's attitudes have changed as well in regards to shows and they're like I think they're starting to appreciate, especially the independent promoters, where they would normally go to venues and stuff, and the venues just kind of do it because either the the fuck were staffed, the fucking haven't got the money anymore, like all the fucking issues that are around COVID. So when they're then now starting to come to the independent promoters, in well, I don't know what everyone else is like for for, for bite or grave, we're like we're trying to help, yeah, and we'll give them a straight answer. We don't. You know, everybody's the same. Like you'll get loads of fucking emails, and you just never respond because you can't. You don't have the time. You don't care. You're sick of everybody. But like now, we're like actively saying, like, look, we kind of help. Here's some contacts. Like, try if this works, and blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Honestly, from <coughs> my point of view on that, right? Uh, with the emails thing, 
I know what it's like. We get absolutely hammered. Um, and it's hard to respond to everybody. It's like, you know, um, what's that fucking film where Jim Carrey's God? You know, and he's fucking... It's, uh, Bruce, Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty, where he just click yes, kick, click, click uh, yes, 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 yes. yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. You know, it's it's uh, like that, and you you lose track of stuff. Cause yeah. you'll, you'll say, oh, I'll follow up. Can you follow up tomorrow? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm eating dinner with me, me child, or like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the bath. You know what I mean? Like, can... Can I get back to you tomorrow? But by the time you want to get back to them, there's about another 10 of came in. Yeah. And yeah. You, you do, you, you can't keep on top of everything all the time. Uh, it is it is hard. You get into this for the, the simple reason is you want to fucking change your world. You think you can do better than anybody else. And you quickly realise that, fuck, this isn't actually easy. <laughs> no, Five years no. later, like, you're like, shit, look at the crows under my eyes. Yeah. You know, like this. <laughs> Christ. Okay, well, uh, let's see what we can do next. But you've got to kind of spaced out a bit you do have to speak with uh, the likes of yourselves or the promoters in and around the town because you, you don't want to jump on anybody's toes there's absolutely no point in putting a gig on which might do okay when there's something that you guys are putting on oh, which yeah, is going to do fucking brilliant yeah. it's like well mm. why try and split the audience but I definitely think like since COVID I think that that communications completely opened up as well yeah. I yeah. think a lot yeah. of the time and I'm not it's not even like like a, it was never a negative thing it just was like an unaware thing like yeah. if I'm going to book a fucking gig at Trillions why would I come and ask you if you've got something on now I'm like fucking hell I need to speak to score because he's probably got 100 gigs on that night somewhere you know what I mean and it's like it, and it does and it I think it's definitely changed a lot of a lot of ways how people do things and I think a lot of people aren't like mm-hmm. is bigger assholes is what they used to be everybody realizes how much they relied on everybody else and they took it for granted now they're actually shit this person did this this person did that this person did this i'm gonna check in with them and make sure that we're not crossing over and like even stuff like what well, i've messaged you and like just said look look i've been i've been given this band it's not really what we do is there something that you're interested in and you're like oh, i meant and i'm like well if you're interested let's do it together then and just yeah absolutely you know what yeah, I, you know, and it, and, and it, I think it's been for all the negative shit that actually has went on in the past couple of years i think coming to the other side of it now it's been really positive and in in our industry hey! <laughs> i think i think it's it's been nothing but positive and i think that's great like it is really good like there's so much stuff going on newcastle I know there's going to be clashes. There's going to be people losing money, like we always do, anyways. But the positivity that surrounds that is yeah. so good, and it's never there's, been like that in Newcastle there's, that there's I remember. What I like about that now, they say about losing the, mm-hmm. the losing the money side of it. You know, there's ways to negate that risk now. Yeah. Where we've had shows pulled by promoters, like oh, I've, I've, I've fucking, it's not doing well, blah blah blah. But he's cancelled before he's even been in touch. Yeah. You know, it's like get in touch now, get in touch before the fact. And yeah. if there's anything we can do to kind of offset the cost on that one, yeah, we can make, keep the show alive, keep the bands working, keep the industry ticking over. See that one? <laughs> <laughs> He's nearly had a taste better there with his beer. <laughs> you know, but that that's right though. You know, like at the minute, there's kids are going on the, the final year of school and final years of college who are going to be studying music or getting into this. Yeah, you know, we're going to reach down, help them up, bring them into yeah. this. If you know, like, don't just jump in two footed and put the show on. Speak to the venues first. We're going to help you out. We're going to make sure that, look, do you want to really want to do this gig? Yeah, right. Do you know that there's three or four other promoters doing the exact same things, what you're wanting to do? Now, we've got uh, a, a guy, Nathan, who works with us, and his tastes are like this, that, and the other. I'm like, right, okay, I went, I'll give him a full list of promoters locally. Actually, I was like, right, check them all out, and what do you find? 
He's like, well, um, this one does this, this one does this. These do all this sort of stuff. Like, do you like what they do? Yeah. Like, well, don't jump into it then. You know, we're going to yeah. try and find something like that mm. that you might be able to bridge into a little bit later on. And But at the minute, go to their shows, go and support yeah. them, go and have a good time. Because fuck me, when you've got a dickhead like me running around fucking five years ago, it all goes fucking horribly wrong. Also, um, it's all your it's fault. It's all my <laughs> fault. It's all my fault. I fucking knew it. You know? <laughs> but yeah, it's, 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 it's right though, you know? Like, it, you can... You can come in with all these fucking amazing ideas. You can lie in bed awake at night thinking that everything's going to be mint because your ideas are the best. <laughs> but it's fucking... It's not true. It's yeah. not true, kids. Don't do it. Come and speak to her first. And you've got, like, Scarlett Neil at the minute. You know, we'll never sleep. She's uh, bridging between hardcore, between post-punk. All them lot, though, like, all, all, all the younger lot, like, so we've got Connor doing, like, Conviction yeah, Records. We've got, like, Alex and Matty and I doing um, Mosh on the Tine and that. And you've got, like, Scarlett and Chris doing Never Sleep. Like, th- those... I've got the hardcore punk scene covered, yeah, and the emo stuff covered, and they do a really, really good job, yeah. And you kind of take anything away from what they do, like nah. yeah. positive, like the the, the the shows I've been to that each one of them have run has been spot on, yeah. And it's it's really good because when I was their age, it was like. I was so fucking shit at doing this. <laughs> and it's nice to see that the fucking, these have got their head screwed on. and the, the, But as well, the crowd that they've actually got and the people that actually support the shows are massively positive as well. They're, yeah. all, they're all piling, helping each other out. Like when shit goes wrong and whatever, they need equipment and fucking PA, blah, 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 venues. They're all piling in to help each other out. And that's fucking mint. It's really, really good. Yeah. But it's always weird because like, well, I've never really seen it, but like, that doesn't exist in the metal world. Mm-mm. That is a very DIY hardcore punk industry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, he's gonna keep fucking. I'm fucking this gonna one, rinse he? this all. Yeah, he's gonna have an out, bro. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but need, I, need like a fucking air horn sound or some <laughs> shit like that. Whenever that fucking word comes like, on the <laughs> fucking button. <clears throat> but you know what I mean? Like, it, I, I don't know how you feel about it, but like, I, 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 I kind of get the impression of Jamie's of the same like thought process. But you never really see that in the metal world. The metal world is it's it kind of quite insular. And like, I don't know, I've always kind of got the impression that people think we owe them something, and I don't think we yeah. do. We're, we're, we're promoters. We try our hardest. It works or it doesn't. At the end of the day, it is, it, it, it's, it's that simple. No, you know I mean, I, I, I think very recently um, we might have actually seen something uh, uh, a bit like that, but um, you're talking more on a national level. Uh, you know, some of the conversations that we've had, like you know, people like us who are um, doing their own thing in their own little sort of like a town. So like um, uh, Ryan, you know, uh, Boom Cosmic Realm Collective, yeah. um, Alex and Cristiano who uh, do Sublime Terror in London, um, like Joe McGregor who does uh, North of the Wall, uh, like Glasgow promotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, um, there's probably been a bit more of like that conversation, um, sort of like network that's kind of like opened up, and it, you know, maybe it's like a down to the fact that Wall had about eighteen months where we could do literally nothing but talk. Yeah. Um. So it it's a little bit up new avenues. Yeah, it, yeah. So it's 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 a little bit more for refreshing that like um like yeah nowadays like that level of communication is 
better than what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, like um, you've always kind of seen that on the sort of like the punk and hardcore kind of like uh, side of things. Like that, that, the network. Yeah, it's it's insane. it's it's, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, all, it's always been there, and you know, it's just nice to sort of see a bit more of that like coming to kind of like our thing. It is no, it's good. Like it, that's what I was saying. Like I think it's a, it's a lot more a lot more positive from what was a terrible situation yeah. like it, it, it truly was yeah like I, 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 I do i do truly think that um certainly in our side of things um we've had this opportunity to bounce back 100 percent. yeah yeah 100 yeah. percent. like um if, if anything i am yeah uh i feel that we've had a much better run of shows and whatnot since before covid like yeah. um it was some really, really, really great shows before COVID, but you know that it's variability. It's it is noticeable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's like peaks and troughs where, like, um, you know, since coming back, like, even the shows which haven't done as well as would like, have still been good. And the crowd's been unbelievably appreciative. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. Like uh, this, this sort of strange situation, where, you know, because um, you know, we have a very good idea of who our crowd are. We know them personally. You know, you, you, you're talking, you know, sort of like uh, scores of people here. Um, some of the shows that we'll put on, like, um, and we'll be one of those, like, people, like, come in, pay the money and stuff like that. And, like, uh, uh, you know, like, a whole bunch of, like, uh, people come through and, you know, like, when it gets a, a quiet moment, like, you know, like, we'll, we'll just turn to each other, like, who are these who are people? These? Who the fuck are there's these? There's a people? new scene emerging. Uh, 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 yeah. There's a, new, hey. there's a new industry emerging. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> there's a new scene there we go. There <laughs> we fucking go. But it has like the I don't know yeah. if you've seen that. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Also, the, the crowd's completely different. It's we had our own kind of crowd, if you will, who would come to little buildings shows. Yeah. You know, we uh, called us a while ago. You know, like within within uh, local bands, especially you know people, the priorities change. You know, uh, the girlfriends, boyfriends, kids, yeah. houses, holidays, etc., yeah, etc., yeah. et and they've not kind of been trained. Uh, keep that money to one side to help facilitate this as being a hobby towards it being something that they want to do for a long time. Yeah. You know, because nappies are expensive, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, and, 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 and you, you get a lot of drop-offs. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's building again. There's a lot of cross-pollination, especially where it comes to, from like seeing with the hardcore and the punk scene, yeah. in terms of everything that you are doing too. You know, you're getting people gonna, are going to be coming over, going to be going checking shows out, mm-hmm. checking shit out for real and seeing what it's all, ha- what's happening. Um it's just it's fucking class like see at the minute there's so many kids who turned 18 during the pandemic yeah who mm-hmm. couldn't get yeah, into yeah. get it get into venues who are now turning up in the droves yeah who are finding stuff out you know there's like two it was, it was we're just having a conversation a few weeks ago with a couple of college kids in like oh yeah we've just came up for uni you know and we, we found this gig i think we'll definitely one of your shows and they're like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Oh, this is awesome. And like, well, it's going to be coming here for three years. Like, Fucking brilliant. I'm going to burn through that student loan in no time. <laughs> and it, it's refreshing to see. And we've just got to remain positive with it, you know? Like, so I remember back like back in the back in the day when I was, like, going to, going to gigs and it was, like, the fat kid at the back with my Guns N' Roses T-shirt on trying to talk to bands, like, because it was heavy music. Oh, I like Limp Bizkit and Corn Mean. They were just like, <laughs> fucking dickhead. Fucking arsehole him. I, I'd be the, the skinny kid standing next to you going, ah, oh, fucking now nah, what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of all changing a little bit because yeah. there's a, a lot of old music on our heritage acts, if you will, you know. Oh, and fuck it's, off. <laughs> <laughs> Run to the 
They're pinching at acts, not mate. fucking karaoke anymore than I did. Yeah, that was Bruce these days. Anyway. He's a fucking Brexit cunt. <laughs> I am going to see them in Zagreb, so. Fair fucks. Let's <laughs> go say, who's, uh, which group of people is he pissed off this week? Because he seems to cycle It was the bullfight. The, 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 the people that were anti-bullfighting was a couple of weeks ago. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing that. I'm like, what? He's a huge disappointment. Oh, what, what are you guys doing, honestly? Let's please stay away from my maiden and Bruce Dickinson. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say that word, you did. <laughs> you were singing Run to the Hills. You're right, Sorry, I you're did. ruining Run to the Hills. Sorry, I'd Actually, how can you ruin Run to the Hills? It's shit. Fuck no, it. no. <laughs> <laughs> we fucking murdered it on Monday night. <laughs> um, aye. Good crack then. So, tell you what, because we're just going to keep going off on fucking tangents. <laughs> Goblin Smoker tells about them. And Toad King, Tom, play the track.
Goblin Smoker with Toad King. Goblin Smoker supported King Witch. The same night as the next act bottles. Well, I have had three bottles of uh, low-strength European lager, so the words might be a bit slurred by the end of this. But yeah, Goblin Smoker, man. Good crack. Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've uh, worked with them like, uh, a couple of times. Uh, they're always um, fantastic to, to work with. Um, also for a three-piece, just one of the heaviest bands that uh, the Northeast uh, has to, to offer. Laying down the grooves. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure I've seen them before. Did <laughs> I've got a feeling I missed them the first time that we put them on, but I'm sure I've seen them. I'm some pretty point. sure we've, we've, we've booked them like fucking three it, times. It's Lee though, isn't it? Like Lee's always. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, Lee's always been like the association there. Because yeah. um, uh, he's pretty good. Uh, he's, he's he's pretty good friends with like, a couple of them. Right, that fucking left hand gets slapped in the thigh. Let's talk about right. Lee because he's not here. Yeah. Uh, I yes. fucking love Lee. Fuck Lee. <laughs> you fucking fuck Lee. I love him. Fuck off. <laughs> hey, Lee, Lee to me, right? Uh, when I first started, Dean Shape run the doors and that. Lee would turn up at fucking anything. Yeah. yeah. Right? Now, I'd, there might be India a pop gig on and there'd be fucking Lee standing at the front with his battle jacket on, fucking head banging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. I always really like this fucking though. dude. You know, um, he's he's always been so supportive of everything like that and he's as nice as Nightman's and can't give enough credit for that. Big big props to Lee because he's not here. Fuck off, Lee. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's fucking Lee. disgrace to the scene. He is. Well, that, I mean, the story behind that's hilarious, but I'm not going to get into it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you've said it, no, won't we? No, no, I'm not going to get into it. It'll bring up two bad <laughs> memories. <laughs> but uh, now, nah, Lee's class, like he is, like he's he's one of those people who kind of like he he would speak to everybody, like not just not just here. Like no. he had a lot of like good like rapport with a lot of like bands and stuff, especially on like the the level at Live Burial and Plague Rider on. So like he had a loads of contacts throughout the UK and stuff, and uh, he was always like super positive. Like you said, like he turned up to everything. Yeah. Lee was yeah. Lee was literally at every gig you could imagine. There was no he didn't just go to metal gigs. He went to the oh, well, he still does, but he goes to like everything. Like yeah. he's mm-hmm. a big fan of like music in general. So like. He's a uh, he's he's really enthusiastic about a lot of things, and he's yeah. he's, he's like well, he's, he's easy to talk to as well. Like you yeah. know, when you especially when you're looking for like an inter turn industry. When you know what it is, it's Tom with the again. But when you when you're looking for an inter like a region and stuff like that having somebody like Lee is really useful to go to because everybody kind of knows him and yeah. if he, and if he kind of help he knows other people because he's been around and he's done all the well, shit he's you classy know what I mean? just like, you know like if you follow him on socials he's not not the kind of guy to post 3M fucking rants on socials about fucking bollocks exactly you know what right. I mean it's like oh check <laughs> this album out leave that to you 72 he's anti me but I first I first met Lee the first time I walked in the old little buildings yeah. we cancelled a gig at the surf calf that Fucking two with two days notice, you know, an experience and whatnot. But yeah, it was what it was. So me and the band who were meant to be playing with us, we all just went to the little buildings for it was like a massive Confusa Presents gig. Oh yeah, yeah Plague yeah. Rider were playing, you know. So I, I went in and ended up just mm-hmm. get got chatting. I, first time I walked in Ford Street, and I was like, "Fucking, this is mint!" Had a bag of cans, as classy <laughs> as you could do back then. Can't do it now though. Kids don't get the fucking wrong idea. No backpacks, no, backpacks. no backpacks either. No backpacks. No backpacks. Backpacks. <laughs> no backpacks or coats <laughs> or Tom will shag them. I think we established that in the last episode. Um, 
But yeah, like Lee was the first one of the first people I met in in Ford Street, and he's you see he's fucking you see him everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll I'll switch codes and I'll fucking dress up like a right chance and just turn up somewhere. Lee'll just be fucking there. It's great. It's like a fucking omnipotent. It's his messiah. <laughs> it's a messiah backpatch, isn't it? Is it yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's very, it's very visually distinctive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of got the point. I was getting people like fucking my pals were sending me going, "Oh, you know this bloke, don't you?" It was like a bar in the fucking Wales of Woolly somewhere where Lee Anderson is disgraced at a scene grafted on the bog wow. Yeah. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh, that honestly, went everywhere. Like, didn't it? Like, <laughs> like that, that, that thing's like fucking international, like. <laughs> I just I, got I'm I got sure out some bite like I'm pretty sure I encountered that fucking thing in like some fucking bar in the Netherlands or some <laughs> shit and I'm like, what the fuck? I think I'm sure I got me fell out to put it on the on the bog wall and the crew up or something like that and grunting it. I'm sure I got didn't didn't fucking Duncan get thrown out of Brofest because he graffitied on the toilet wall at the yes, university. Yes, he did. Yeah. So so somebody did it in the at the toilet in the university and got thrown out for graffitiing in the fucking bog. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. But students, Christ. Not even students. Soft touches these He's days. a fucking promoter. Really? But it just in Scotland. Oh, just the, different the, different rule set up uh, there. Cheers, Duncan. <laughs> uh, Duncan uh, Mountain. No, no, oh. Duncan Mountain, no. He's probably a bit more sensible than this dick. Ah, he is to be <laughs> felt. I went and met Duncan there a few months ago when I was up in Edinburgh. He does loads of class shows, actually. Just Duncan, mint. Uh, just really mint. He's, he's got Cosmic on, like, in, uh, like, the day after we've got him on. Like. Oh, yeah. there's a thing. Yeah. You've got Cosmic on, haven't you? But uh, yeah. what day? It's the 28th of May at the university. Cheers to Cosmic School. Aye. Yeah. 28th of May. With the uh, Thieves of Liberty. The Thieves of Lib. Who've just supported Reef. They did. Well at the uni. They did. Well, Hattie... The uh, drummer had to used to drum with Singer and Siren. So oh, Eliza, yeah. who does the sound here, yeah, they were a part of the Holy Trinity. You know, like, uh, the fucking mint. So I looked up uh, the lasses for a, for a couple of years. Um, and Hattie's fucking absolutely nailing it at the minute. Like, yeah. she's fucking everywhere. Um, so she, she'll have a good time. You'll see her doing the front, just fucking dancing her heat off. <laughs> we used to go into gigs, man, right? And Hattie would just be fucking dancing on her own. You know, if she'd see a band like playing in front of nobody, she's like, yeah. oh, go on, I'll go and give them a fucking hand. <laughs> she'd be the front, just fucking like, just dancing around like an absolute lunatic. She does another band from Liverpool called Generation as well. And you, m- right, you might be getting them just fucking loud, glary scousers. <laughs> she's, you know, I follow her on Instagram. She's always just fucking smashing it on the kit. Yeah. She's just, she's a fucking absolute howl. Nice one. You know, so I'm looking forward to the Cosmic Skull gig. Ah, it should be a good laugh. Like yeah. a fucking unbelievable band, like yeah. crazy. Just like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just, just crazy, like, fucking pop music about, like, dying and all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? With big beards yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so like it's... Wake up in a cold sweat. No, exactly. we're never talking about it. Yeah, it's exactly. like um, Kansas meets Ava meets Queen meets whoever the fuck uh, meets <laughs> the fucking Jonestown. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like hopefully without, like, the mass suicide. Um... <laughs> The cult following, uh, oh, God. yeah, yeah, like, 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 legit, like that's the entire shtick, and like, uh, it's, uh, it's a very sort of cultivated thing, like, um, just, just watching the sort of like the the collective body of work, like with their uh, music videos and stuff on their YouTube channel, it's uh, impressive, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and it, it, it's all like, it's all building on like the last sort of thing that. Um, you know they did like the previous sort of like uh, records so like uh 
I don't know, they could up to fucking step like ten or eleven of their little manifesto or something like uh, through the the visual work. Uh, it's just yeah, it's 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 just very interesting, fascinating to see. Oh, I like the 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 like the artwork and stuff, like the way they actually produce like themselves as like like the the visual aspect that they give out is yeah, always yeah, really yeah. like it's it's really well thought about like and stuff. It's like it's 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 interesting to see a band that still put that amount of effort into what they actually do instead of just looking like everybody else. So they've yeah, kind of got yeah. their own niche and they and and they they work at that as well. Mm. They kind of keep that up as well. No, yeah, like they've really like managed to develop that. Um, quite a, like image. a unique band, like a very unique band. Yeah, oh, yeah I fucking totally. love them, really. Like, you're them. gonna buy a ticket, like I'm gonna buy two. <laughs> you're not oh. getting on the guest list. What's a fucking guest list, like <laughs> exactly? You exactly. Guest list, exactly. Now we're fucking in. Look at you, fucking <laughs> trying to get all your pals on the free. It's gonna be like there's a picture <laughs> of you behind the fucking the box I office. I look like the fucking in. bloke at a church of cosmic school. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just wear me fucking fedora and fucking let me hair do. <laughs> I'll say I'm in, I'm in the band, man. <laughs> I'm in the band. I'm in the band. <laughs> yeah, you'll probably be letting him uh, backstage. <laughs> <laughs> just didn't get on the stage. None of this karaoke bullshit, please. It's not bullshit. It's fucking therapeutic. It's uh, cathartic. Tom was really good at my chem. I wasn't really good at anything. <laughs> nah. He's shaking his head. He was. Fucking <laughs> yeah. hell. Well, you know what? We've talked enough shit for the night, I think. I think we're just going to uh, outro this one. So we've got Boz Metal with Ritual. So Boz, our old pals from Sheriff's Hill. The Sheriff's Hillbillies. <laughs> Three tons massive. <laughs> fucking, they're just either a sight to behold. Big shout out to fucking Tony, Phil, Marshall and Brett. He's always bringing Brett's always at a gig, fucking smiling his tits up everywhere. Tony's either wearing his short smoking a massive cigar. Marshall being Marshall, fucking posting about horror films. And Phil does the drums. <laughs> uh, <laughs> lads, thanks very much for this. It's been classed, probably been the fucking longest potty that we've done talking. Um, Which is called Wherefore you've talked too much <laughs> shit Shut the fuck <laughs> up too much <laughs> Shut yeah. the fuck up And fuck off Oh uh, we've got any more Fucking beers left uh, Aye Buzz Ritual Thanks everyone See you at the next Ritual one, one. Cheers. Uh, cheers 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 Your eyes, you'll hail to mine.
about to eternal life.